You're listening to Deep Cuts with Antoine Reed, episode 38, Eric Bay, Black Starline Cigars. Eric, how are you? I'm all right, man. Doing good, doing good. How's your day been? Oh, it's it's been a day. <laughs> that's our, that's been my most of my COVID nineteen response these days. Okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but thank you for taking the time out of your day to to join me today and talk about your brand and. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I said, I've been following your brand on Instagram for a while, and definitely mm-hmm. in the last couple of months, I don't know what it is. If it's COVID and people are, have more time to explore and try out new brands and stuff or mm. what it is but you all are you know what you're doing at black star is just catching on it seems <laughs> thanks man you're working hard working real hard you know uh, just trying to trying to get the brand out there post some some nice pics on instagram and you know and then make sure that the product is good you know so mm-hmm. yes yeah, so what i wanted to do um you know this is a, a casual conversation and And what I like to do is get people to talk about their brands and their businesses because always the question is always what's new and Mm -hmm. people kind of look to the same brands sometimes to see what's new. And sometimes that question, the answer to that question is uh, what haven't you tried yet? So Mm -hmm. I've been trying to introduce people to some brands and some people that they might not uh, be that aware of. So, like I said, Black Star is one of those companies that are really catching on this year. And I wanted to extend my platform, um, you know, extend my platform to you so mm-hmm. that you could um, tell your story and get your your brand's message out there to a crowd that will watch live and those who watch and, and play back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate any kind of help in anybody's <laughs> platform that, uh, that uh, you know, let me uh, let me be on there. So let's start off at the beginning with your story. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of tell me, you know, before you got into cigars or the cigar business, what were you doing? What was your interest? What's your background? Uh, currently, I am a firefighter by trade. I'm in Chicago, for those that don't know. So I'm a Chicago firefighter. Um, so, yeah, I was, you know, I've been a firefighter for six and a half years, I think it is now. Mm-hmm. So that's when I actually started smoking and sitting around in the firehouse. And uh, sitting around in there smoking, and you know, I, I really enjoyed smoking cigars there. You know, so um, I started off like smoking some of the infused stuff, like a black cherry cigar, and then I quickly graduated because after I smoked that, I went and started smoking um, Dirty Rats from uh, Drew, Drew Estates, and it changed my palate really fast. Because when I went back to buy black cherries and I tried to smoke it, it just smoked. It, it, it tasted terrible. <laughs> so, I, so I, I never went back to uh, an infused cigar after that. And then it was, I, I, I would smoke a bunch of different blends. I would always smoke something different. And that's how I developed the palate so fast. Because, you know, I haven't been a smoke, smoking as long as a lot of people. Some people have been smoking 20 plus years. I only been smoking like, you know, like I say, around six or so. And um, it really, me smoking a lot of different stuff all the time, it really accelerated my palate to the point I could, you know, I could tell good tobacco from, you know, not so good tobacco. Yeah, and are you still experimenting? So smoking different brands to kind of 
continue to develop your palate or have you kind of settled in on a certain brand? No, I, I never settle. I mean, I have my favorite brands that I like to smoke, um, but I always, I'm always smoking something different. Um, Cause I have a really extensive uh, cigar collection here. And like pretty much like I bought so many of them, I could smoke three cigars a day for two weeks and not smoke the same brand. So I, I take, I make sure I practice on smoking a bunch of different stuff so I can see what's out there, what, what different things taste like. Because I always tell people, if you're not evolving, and it doesn't matter if it's cigars or anything, if you're not evolving in life, then you're not alive. So you got to continue to learn. You got to keep on evolving. You got to keep on growing. So that's what I do. I keep on smoking, smoking a lot of different stuff, good and bad. You know. <laughs> what, what, well, what's the last good cigar you smoked? I just before I lit up this uh, my Black Star Line San Andreas, I was smoking the hot cakes from HBC. So, oh wow! Which just so happens to be from Aganorsa as well. But you know, it's uh, it was a very good smoke. I was you know, I, I really I really enjoyed that smoke. So. so now, when you decided that you wanted to start your own brand, I mean, where did you get started in the process? What was the first thing you did to kind of make that move? Well, the first thing I did was contact my, my childhood friend, Derek, because I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to start the company by myself. So I contacted him because he, he kind of got me smoking, too. So I contacted him and uh, threw, pitched the idea to him. And he was like, man, let's, let's roll with it. Sounds good. So he and I started networking a lot of Drew Estate events. So uh, in particular, we would go to Drew Estate events when JD was going to be there. Um, so we got his attention, let him know what we were going to do. And... Um, he initially gave us his email, didn't get any response from, from that. So we, <laughs> so we called him, we called him at another event here in Chicago. So he remembered us and he was like, man, let me give you my phone number. So then he's the one that, that pointed us to LT and DeBronze down in uh, Miami. So we chased Sandy uh, for at least a year or so uh, because of what, what it was is, uh, you know, LT and DeBronze is a small factory. So, uh, but her mother was sick, so she wasn't really in the factory as much as she normally would be. So the the gatekeeper, Kitty, was there, and she kept telling us, like, yeah, call back next week. She's not here. Kept putting us off. So I thought about it, and I said, hey, let me send her some flowers. Just let her know we're thinking about her, wishing her mother well, wishing the family well. Still didn't hear anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like, you know, four or five months after that. Um, oh, you know how people say, man, something told me. So... Me and Derek were talking one day, and something told me, call her right now. So we called down there. Turned out Kitty left LT and DeBronze. So Giselle, uh, Sandy's daughter, answered the phone. And so we asked for Sandy, and she was like, uh, yeah, she's right here. Handed the phone <laughs> right over to her. So Sandy got on the phone. We told her who we were. And she said, you were those nice guys that sent the, uh, the flowers to me a few months ago, right? And we were like, yeah. And she said... I'm going to do this blend for y'all. So that's where our first two blends, uh, the, the stick is called El Milagro. That means the miracle. Um, so that's where our first two sticks came from. Some Mexican San Andreas wrapper is, a, is the full body one. Then we had the Sun Grown Habano is a, is a medium pull. So we were, we were trying to catch two, di two different type of smokers and then that type of smoker that can go from one range of, of strength and body to, to another and, and not mind it. So that's, that's, that was our original thought on bringing those two sticks out. Mm, so yeah so yeah it was it, it was it was tough getting in touch with her but and, you know i tell every people everybody it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're persistent about it you, you'll get it if you if you really want it you'll get it so. yeah and i think that's important because you knew from speaking to jonathan drew a good 
manufacturing partner to help you bring your cigar to life. Mm -hmm. and so you knew that rather than give up and kind of find somebody else, that yeah. that was the person that was meant for you to work with you. So I think that that was, like I said, I think that was good. Yeah. So many people would have just given up or just found somebody else and you would have been yeah. on a completely different trajectory right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like you said, it was, it was well worth the wait. Um, El Tiden is a great factory well-known, you know, La, La Polina comes out of there, Warped, uh, Herrera Stelly Miami. It's a lot of well-known factories. I mean, not factories, but companies have come out of there repeatedly, you know, and uh, and they, they got great products. So that's why we wanted to, you know, go go with a factory that has a, a good reputation behind them. Because, you know, a lot of people think um, that I'm like rolling cigars in my basement or something. You know, <laughs> and it's not, that's not the case. Like, I actually have a very good fact two very good factories behind me so mm -hmm. yeah now when you to backtrack a little bit you talk about jonathan drew mm -hmm. who is within himself a character but mm -hmm. he doesn't probably get enough um, credit for being as business savvy and you know aware of the tobacco and everything else that goes yeah. into building up drew estate so what are some of the things that he kind of taught you about the business that kind of helped you as you were trying to get your start in the cigar business? Well, one of the main things he really, really told us was, was the persistence aspect of it. Because one of the times I talked to him, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, not really getting any movement, man. Like, every, you know, people are telling us no, different factories. And um, the thing he said to me, he was like, so what you gonna do? He was like, you gonna give up? Or you gonna keep going? And I was like, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to stop, you know, he, uh, you know, he's a very busy guy and he rare, I mean, he'll respond to your text message. Like I'll text him and I may get a response three weeks later. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and at first I was taking it personal. Cause I told him, I was like, man, I'm texting you. You're not responding. He's like, no, 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 let's keep texting me. It's, it's fine. I'm, I was like, bro, I feel like I'm bothering you. He's like, no, you're not bothering me. Keep texting me. And then when I sat and smoked with Willie Herrera, that, that topic came up and he was like, Hey bro, he was like, I work with him and I'll text him and he won't respond for a month. So he was like, <laughs> he was like, trust me, it's nothing personal. It's just him. So, but yeah, that's the main thing he impressed on us is to make sure that we kept going and to not give up. And that's, you know, like I said, that's one of the main reasons why we're here, you know, cause we, we were getting frustrated and, you know, cause we were steady trying to contact people and we weren't getting any kind of any, any love at all. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, you say that about Jonathan Drew about, keep going, don't give up. I remember for me, when I first got into the media side in front of the cameras, he was my first live interview, like okay. sit, sitting there in person. Mm -hmm. And I remember he, he put me, he, he, he made it, he made it a workout. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he didn't let up the whole time. And that, every time I, I see him now, he's like, Oh, remember that first time you interviewed me and oh, yeah. you know what happened? I was like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> so, yeah. It, like you said, it's, it's the theme of when Jonathan Drew is usually, you know, don't give up. You're going to yeah. encounter some obstacles. It's not going to be easy, mm. but it's going to be worth it at the end. You know, that experience of, of, and that's something that you carry with you, obviously, throughout the business. Yeah. Now, he does reach out from time to time, and he'll just let me know he's proud of me because he's, you know, he's hearing things about me as well. And for, you know, our reputation to get up you know, that high, because I, I consider him, you know, high as far as in, in the cigar industry for 
for us to to get out there and you know really make some kind of noise out there and and it's getting up to Jonathan Drew you know it's you know uh, he just wanted to let us know that he's proud of us and and uh, you know keep pushing. So. And you also like you said work with Agonorsa, so mm -hmm. tell us about how you got in touch with Agonorsa. Okay. And what's it like working with them? So I was in between uh, Agonorsa and another factory. Uh, I was uh, Gabby Caffey did uh, my boxes, my original boxes for El Milagro. So Gabby was talking to us about doing a blend with him. And, uh, you know, I just wasn't sure. So um, I got acquainted with Sean Williams uh, at, at a few events uh, in different, different states. So it turns out he, he came to Chicago to do an event here. So I made it a point to go down there and talk to him. So when I talked to him, we, we talked for like an hour and a half. I just stood by his table and just talked to him the whole time, just soaking up information. So he asked me, what do I want to do with, with uh, Black Star Line? So I said, you know, I want to come out with another stick. I was like, I love LT and Bronze. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're a little pricey because you're buying tobacco from Miami as opposed to going to Dominican Republic or, or Nicaragua or Honduras or whatever. So he said, what do you, what do you want to do? So he started naming off a, a bunch of factories. He's like, you want to work with Placenta? You want to work with Aganorsa? He named a bunch of them. So I thought about it. And I was like, you know, I'm a fan of Warped. So I was like, let me let me uh, follow follow Kyle's steps. So I was like, you know, I'd like to work with Aganorsa. So he's like, okay, cool. He was like, uh, give me like a day and I'll reach out to you. So he reached, actually reached out to me the next day and said, hey, I, I talked to Terrence Riley personally for you and he's waiting to, for you to call him. So when I called Terrence, he, he welcomed us with open arms and uh, let me, he wanted to know what, what type of blend I was looking for. So I gave him the wrapper binder filler that I was, I, actually I gave him two blends, two different blends, uh, two different wrapper binder fillers. And um, they sent the samples to me. So one of them was Warwich and the other one, you know, is just a defunct brand, a, a blend. So uh, me and my buddy, Chris, he's, he's actually on, on, the, uh, on the live right now too, uh, listening. We sat here, uh, I always sit and smoke in my man cave. This is my garage, I got it all finished and everything. So we smoked uh, Warwich first. And I was just blown away from by the stick, from Jump Street. Like it was nothing I needed to change about it. Uh, I didn't have to tell him to add more lejero or change a leaf here and there to make it how I wanted it. Woolwich came out fantastic from the way the way it is now on the market is the way it was from inception. Um, the second blend wasn't that good. Uh, you know, we I, I was like it was okay, but I was like I'd, I'd have to play around with it, see what I could change to make it work. But it it was nothing I I would feel comfortable putting out and and, and confidently saying it's a good blend. So that that's how uh, we we got in touch with Agonorsa. Working with Agonorsa has been fantastic. Um, like I said, the the stick is great. Um, it's easy for me to uh, get uh, place orders with Terrence, you know, and 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 get more sticks. So. You know, it's, it's been a, a fantastic experience. When, um, so when you're looking at, at your company and all your brands and you're trying to expand what, you know, where you want to take the next blend or the next cigar, you know, like, what are you, what's your aim? Like, are you looking for a certain flavor profile, a certain strength? Like, what are you looking for? Um, flavor and strength is what we look for. Uh, I, I probably would say more so flavor because the, a, a lot of people that smoke my current cigars, that's a lot what they talk about is how flavorful they are and all the notes that they can get out of each one of the cigars. 
So yeah, that that's that's one of the main things I look for. I'm I'm a full body smoker and I like strong cigars, but I also realize everybody doesn't want to be punched in their face every time they, right. you know <laughs> they smoke a cigar. So, but that goes back to my original formula with El Milagro. Like I said, I, I wanted to make different cigars for people, different types of smokers, and, you know, and that way I can catch some of everybody. You know, I even have infused cigars. I don't smoke them, but you know. I have people that love my infused cigars, you know, they, they'll buy them 20, 30 at a time, you know? So, and the way that came around was people will come to my events and they were either newer smokers or they just like milder stuff. And I didn't really have anything that was technically mild. So I kept getting asked about infused cigars. So I started infusing them here at the house myself and it, it turned out great. Like my vanilla bourbon, it, it sells like crazy. So, mm-hmm. What's your experience been as a, I guess, a, a more boutique brand cigar owner? Because I know you have a completely different experience than one of the big four companies, you know, cigar companies out there. So what's your experience been, like I said, building this brand, but working on like a, a smaller scale, I guess? Um, I mean, I'm constantly working on, on, on the brand, um, whether it's taking pictures, posting pictures, talking to people. I mean, it's it's a lot of legwork because it's only uh, five of us, uh, including myself, that works with Black Star Line. Mm-hmm. So since we're so small, it's it's a lot of work, you know, just really, really talking to people. I mean, I'll, I'll be like, say, say for instance, I'll call AT and T to ask them about my cell phone bill, and then I'll strike up, strike up a conversation with the customer service guy about if he smokes cigars or not. <laughs> I'm trying to say, <laughs> I'm trying to sell to everybody. Yeah. You know? I caught the, uh, it was some cable guys that were sitting in their truck across from, across the street from my house. They were, they were doing something at somebody else's house. And I approached, I approached them like, hey, I know this will sound weird, but, you know, do you all smoke cigars? And they were like, nah, but we know people. All right, well, yeah, here's, my, here's my business card. If you don't mind, can you, can you pass it out to your, your people that smoke? So, yeah, we're, we're constantly, constantly branding. Um, not only like social media, but we're, we're branding uh, like the shirts, like, uh, different swag uh glasses flasks anything to get that logo and to get that that name out there to get people looking at it and, and get people talking about us and wondering hey what is black star line you know and then they look at the instagram and they see all the pictures and you know they they a lot of people are impressed like for instance uh james brown from black label trading company started following us mm-hmm. and then he sent me a message on the uh in the in the dm on instagram and he said hey man i, I was looking at your page and uh he was like dude y'all y'all doing a really good job like branding and, and the pictures are nice and he was like man i'm i'm really impressed you know so coming from james that was you know that's definitely definitely a compliment because you know he's he's well well known and, and very very popular so when it comes um like what do you attribute your success this year to because like i said you had like this, this nice build up but especially I would say in the last couple months, especially, all mm-hmm. I've seen to, to hear and see on Facebook and, and Instagram is Black Star. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, yeah. what do you kind of attribute that success to? Uh, Woolwich. Yeah, Woolwich it really uh, took over. Um, El Milagro, they're great sticks. Um, but when it was something about when Woolwich came, it just, it, it made everything take off, you know. Um, 
And I mean, COVID could play a part in it because, you know, a lot of people are sitting at home and they're sitting at home smoking and ordering all online and things like that. But it, it's something about that that was just magical about that Warwich, man. When when that one came, it's, you know, and then more people got acclimated with uh, the El Milagro sticks too. And they were like, man, not only is Warwich good, but all three of them are good. You know, so that... I, 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 I honestly, I, I would have to say, me, me working with Agonorsa and, and Warwitch coming out really, really put us over the top. Where did the name for Warwitch come from? Because it's such a, like a unique name too. I think people, you know, will want to be able to say that they smoke Warwitch as opposed yeah. to something that just had a, a bland kind of normal name. Yeah, so where yeah. did that name come from? Because that was good branding on your part as well. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Warwitch is a movie. So it's a movie that was filmed in the Congo, and it's about a young lady that has spiritual powers to be able to see her ancestors. So the local local army kidnapped her, and they were you you know they kept her with her because they knew she had some kind of spiritual power. So anytime the army was getting ready to get attacked, her ancestors would show up and say, "Hey, like it's coming. Y'all need to you know either strategize to win the war or run." So she would warn the army, you know, warn the general of the army, and that's how they would either win or they would run away from you know whatever was uh, potentially going to happen. So I liked the movie a lot, uh, and, and I was like, you know, Warwitch would uh, that, that'd be a hot name for for a cigar. So, mm-hmm. and I know, like a couple months ago, we did this story on you, or we included you in the story for cigars and leisure. Yeah, on, like, I appreciate that. Cigar businesses. So I know that with everything that's gone on this year, in particular, all of a sudden, a lot of people are kind of turned on to this idea of black businesses and black owned businesses. So has, have you seen an increase in interest in your business just because you are black or it, has it just kind of been normal? Um, I mean, yes and no. Um, I don't think it's necessarily because I'm black. A part of that does play in there. I think it's because of the quality, the, the quality of the product to, at the end of the day. You know, because uh, a lot of people, black, white, Hispanic, they, you know, uh, that smoke my cigars, man, and they could care less if I was green. You know, they were really, you know, they're trying to get the, they're trying to get the tobacco, and they want, they want something that they're gonna be in, enjoy for an hour and a half or two hours, depending on how fast you smoke. Um, but ultimately, I think it's the quality of tobacco, and and the, and the factories that I came out of. Because I'm I'm never secretive about whatever factory I come out of, you know. Because for one, I'm so small. The fact that I'm associated with LT and DeBronze and Agnorce Elif, that really propels us. Because a lot of people wonder how did a little firefighter, little guy firefighter from Chicago like me, get associated with two titans like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, yeah. So I, I I would say honestly, it's the sticks. So. And exactly what somebody just said, the quality and the people behind the brand. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that has a lot to do with, you know, your company and the success that you all have, have had. Yeah. So, like, when I know people this year in particular with all the stuff that's going on with the FDA mm-hmm. and this big question of what was going to happen a couple of weeks ago with the substantial equivalence, like, how does that affect you all? Because I think sometimes we see smaller brands and sometimes the assumption is, oh, this smaller brand's not going to be around because they're not doing they're not preparing themselves for the future. They're, they're just yeah. in this to make money. So speak to that a little bit, because I, I know that that's not the case. <laughs> like, yeah. 
yeah. you all are, are doing this, you're doing this not for like short term gains, but for a no. long term strategy. Yeah. So speak oh, yeah. to that a little bit for those people who have that question of, of yeah. why should they invest in your brand? Is it going to be here in yeah. a couple months, in a year, 10 years from now? Yeah, I, I get that question all the time. And that's why we strategically went with El Tito de Bronze and Agonor Salib because they have a long history of, of rolling cigars and, and being in business. So when you have uh, older factories like that backing you, then, you know, they can help you get through a substantial, uh, substantive uh, equivalence or any other legal type of uh, thing to do with, with the cigars. But, you know, it really helped us out a lot when they got rid of that whole September 9th uh, deadline anyway. So all they did was take the handcuffs off me to release some more blends, you know, so because um, I have a I have actually another blend coming through Agonorsa, hopefully in the next couple of months. So but yeah, the, the, the factories, the factories back us up because, you know, we we're we're a subsidiary of them. So, you know, so they, they look out for us and they, they try to make sure we win because they want me to keep on ordering cigars from them. Right. So, and I think that's a good selling point is that, like you said, you're working with these well-known factories who are responsible for a wide variety of, of brands in the market. So, mm. you know, the mm. fact that, that you're working with these brands, this means that you're right up there alongside of them. You're just as good as the brands that they, they put out. And I don't think a lot of people yeah. get that. So if they like, like I said, the stuff out of that factory, right. then they should like, or at least give your brand a try too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like Terrence posts for us all the time. Uh, El Titan posts for us too. You know, because they're, they're trying to help us. We're one big family. So everybody's trying to help each other win. So, you know, so it's, it's definitely a, a good working relationship that I have with both factories. Now, if you had the chance to collaborate with anybody um, beyond a factory level, so an individual, like who would you choose to collaborate with? And what kind of cigar would you hope to come out with? Uh Ultimately, I, I would like to come out of Nika Sueño, uh, Romacraft. So um, I've sat and talked with Skip, and Skip has given 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 me advice too. Skip and Mike, they're real cool. I, I, this before I even had the sticks, I ran into them at at one of their events in um, Indiana, and he said Skip sat and talked with me a long time about tobacco, about the business, you know. So that's how me and Skip became cool. Um, and then he's a big hip hop head too, so we we talked a lot about music. So ultimately, if I, if I could get something out of Nika Sueño, that that would be super dope. You know, a Black Star Line Roma Craft cigar. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'll probably be something in, in my wheelhouse, like a full body, full strength cigar. You know, uh, not sure what wrapper binder and filler because I I hadn't even made it that far. I still got to chip away and skip to get to get him to do it. So, but my way of doing that is I'm gonna keep on being more successful. And it'll be to the point he won't be able to deny me. He'll want he'll want to do a cigar with us. So. Do you have a preference for any um, for tobacco from a particular region or a different country? Mm, I am <clears throat> I am uh, a big big fan of Nicaraguan tobacco. Um, I've grown to the point I I kind of don't like all Dominican cigars. They don't really have that oomph that I like or the spices and stuff. I mean, some some of the Dominican ones are good, but uh, if it's an all Dominican cigar, I kind of it, it just doesn't hit me, you know. Right. So I'm, I'm I'm I lean towards uh, Nicaraguan tobacco, um, 
my favorite rapper of all time is uh, Mexican San Andreas. I, I just love San Andreas rappers. Um, matter of fact, the, the cigar, uh, the new cigar from Agonorsa does have a uh, San Andreas wrapper on it. So, uh, and I was playing around with some Condega in the filler. So it's, uh, it's, it's a very good cigar. Uh, I, I'm actually doing that for, um, I'm not gonna say his name yet, but we're, we're doing that for a uh, retired NBA player. So he's partnering okay. with us to, to put that out. So that's when that, that when that one drops and I announce who it is, that that's going to be hot, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, on, my only complaint about it is it's a six by 60 and that's what he wanted. Right. Because I don't, I don't smoke big ring gauges. If it's over a Toro, I, you know, kind of <laughs> like, you know, but uh, for the size is very good. So I'm very curious on how that blend is going to perform when I do a smaller size of it, a Robusto, a Toro, a Corona. You know, because it, it's it's a phenomenal blend in the big ring in the big ring gauge. Now, in terms of availability, like, have you been able to get across the country with your cigar, or are you more regional? Um, we're in twenty four different lounges nationwide. Um, online shops that sell us, Provada Club carries us. Um, Sir Louis uh, carries us. Uh, cigar Federation had us; they're sold out. Um, so yeah, I mean, for us to be such a small operation and everybody that works for me has full-time jobs, we, we've made pretty good headway. We've only been in business a year. So we've made good headway, you know, for a year. And, and, and the fact that people have full-time jobs and, um, you know, and families and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that is a, a challenge with any business, you know, this isn't really a. I don't see this as a side hustle because this is more of like a full-time job. So it's almost like you're you and everybody else at Blackstar having to balance, Yeah. <laughs> you know, a yeah, full-time yeah. job of creating a cigar brand and then a full-time job of whatever your other profession, yeah, yeah. you know, is. So it's like, how do you find that balance? How do you keep yourself from going crazy and your family being, you're not spending enough time with us and all this other stuff. Cause that right. does happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why I'm thankful, you know, COVID is, is definitely a terrible situation, but it also afforded me a lot of time to just be at home, you know, instead of being on the road or uh, doing a doing an event in New Orleans or something, you know. Uh, so it, it gives me a lot more time to be at home. Like I said, my, my daughter is six, so she's always, and she's a, a big time um, daddy's girl. So, you know, she's, she's when, I, when I'm at home, she's all over me. <laughs> you know, so, so I'm sure she appreciates this time with me as well. Because even when I'm at the firehouse, I'm gone for 24 hours. So, right. you know, because I do one day on and I do two days off. So, but it's the best job in the world because I only work 85 days a year. What have you learned about yourself since you started Black Star Line Cigars? Um, I learned that uh, all my experience in sales, because I had a bunch of sales jobs all through the years. I learned that um, all that experience that I have is pouring over into the business because people, people love dealing with us, whether it's just talking to us at events, um, the customer service that they get, because uh, people love the fact that they can get their order, even though they're ordering online, they get it fast. So I ship to UPS. And if you catch me before, because I go to UPS store once a day, if you catch me, if you order that day and you catch me before I go to UPS store, your order is going out that, that same day that you ordered. That's so, good. yeah, a lot of times, because my thing is, if, if I, I, I take pride on getting the order out within 24 hours. 
And then if UPS is on time, you'll typically have your order within two days. And then, you know, I ship it with the bowl with a pack. So they, they come humidified and everything. And they, I, I bulletproof the package because I, I, I stole that formula from um, Small Batch because I order a, a lot of stuff from Small Batch. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the way that they package their cigars. They wrap them in bubble wrap and wrap it in plastic. And it, it, I mean, it's bulletproof. So I do the same thing. So the, the cigars don't come damaged. They come fresh. They come fast. And then they're good. So everybody's happy. In terms of, you talked about your social media a little bit earlier. So I, mm-hmm. I take it that that's a big part of how you've been able to kind of get your messaging out there. Yeah. So, so I know, but I know a lot of, there's a lot of cigar companies, though, that don't know how to use social media properly, that <laughs> yeah. they get kind of timid. So what have you learned about social media and getting the best out of it for your company? Um, well, the social media helps me to reach a lot of people that I don't, I won't be able to interact with. Um, and one of the guys that really talked to me about that was Jonas from Blackbird, because I'm friends with him, too. And, um, you know, he told me, he was like, hey, man, like, the way I did my social media and the way his following expanded fast, because he hasn't been in business that long either, maybe three years or something like that. So, um, and I think he has, like, 12,000 followers, you yes. know, for, for Blackbird. And he's, he was like, man, you know, the, the social media is key you know, and, and, and putting up the posts and letting people know what's going on with the brand and, uh, you know, creative posts and just to get people looking at it and talking about it and sharing it, you know, and that, and that's the way we, you know, we, we, we keep moving. So, um, but yeah, social media, in particular, Instagram, now, Facebook helps as well. Uh, but more so Instagram, because I, I reach a lot of people when I post stuff. So yeah, and I found that too. I mean, Facebook is like, I'm, I'm on there briefly and then i jump mm. off and go to instagram it's been five or ten minutes at a time throughout the day like 16 times in a day yeah <laughs> just yeah. scrolling through liking stuff responding to people yeah and i was uh, having a conversation last week when i was doing deep cuts about mm. how you can actually get so much business done through instagram now mm-hmm. with uh, direct messaging and sometimes somebody who's like very elusive in texts and phone yeah. calls yeah. and get them to respond to an Instagram DM in like a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a tool that not a lot of people know though how to use. They think it's just yeah. about posting random pictures and they don't get the yeah. value of it. So it's good that you learn how to leverage that for your business. Yeah. I mean, perfect example of that is when you did the, um, the IG live with uh, Dave Ember from uh, Cigar Club dot com i never even heard of cigar cigarclub.com and uh i saw you were doing a live with him so once again something told me hey man jump on that ig live and sure enough me and dave talked on uh, on monday you know about him carrying us so that's great yeah so it's yeah man i mean i find if i if i if i'm always looking and trying to network and 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 uh watching other people's pages and seeing what they're doing i always find fall into something positive and uh and i don't know if it's luck i don't know if it's just my ancestors looking out for me you know <laughs> but it's, it's something that 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 that's, that's helping us to keep pushing along and, and get that to get that name out of there out there so mm-hmm. and speaking of the name i don't know if everybody knows like the origin of where the name for the company came from. So mm-hmm. you should just tell us that a little bit about yeah. how the Black Star name came yeah, to yeah. be. Yeah. 
Oh, so Mike from uh, from Romacraft hopped on. What's up, Mike? Uh, yeah, Black Star Line is actually uh, Marcus Garvey Shipping Company. So that's why I like Marcus Garvey a lot. So that's why I chose to pick that name for the company. Um, so he originally wanted, his idea was to ship goods uh, from America to Africa, to Africa. So, but it turns out that he never actually made it to Africa as far as shipping because the, the ships that he were buying, he was buying, they, they weren't, uh, they weren't able, they weren't in a condition to be able to travel all the way from America to Africa. So he did a lot of shipping in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the islands. And the, the, uh, the history behind the name of Black Star from Marcus Garvey is he took, that's a spinoff of the White Star Line, which is uh, the company that actually made the Titanic. So, so everything that has the, the, with Black Star means something, you know. Um, like I said, with El Milagro, I, I named the first two sticks El Milagro because, uh, like I said, it means the miracle. And because we felt it was a miracle that we got the sticks through El Tiden, you know. Um, and I already told you about Warwick, so that, that's that name. Uh, the symbol, uh, uh, the logo for Black Star Line is, is an African symbol. So everything, like I said, has something to, to do with uh, either history or some kind of movie, an African movie. Um, even the hashtag C-A-A-D-O-P is our official hashtag, and that stands for Cigars Are Daily Operation. And we named it that. Me and Derek and I were talking, and we're both hip-hop fans. And Daily Operation from Gangstar is one of our favorite Gangstar albums. So we were like, that'd be a good play on that, you know, to, to pay some respect to Guru, rest in peace, uh, to, to have our, our slogan as Cigars Are Daily Operation. So, mm -hmm. so that kind of speaks to the importance of having a brand that actually has a story behind it. Yeah. Because it makes it more authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, I mean, uh, even uh, alternate meaning of the name is uh, for Black Star is most different Talib Kweli. They're, the name of their group is Black Star, and that's one of my favorite hip hop duos. So this, this is the, you know, like I said, it, we we try to make sure that everything we put out has some kind of meaning behind it because it's something to talk about. Now, in terms of like you said, so sample equivalence is delayed. I guess is mm -hmm. the best way legal way of putting it. Mm -hmm. um, not completely out of the picture, but at least for right. the foreseeable future, right. <laughs> it's right, not right. going to, it's not playing into business right now. So like with this extra time, what do you see yourself doing with the brand now that you have more time to, like I said, expand and do some more interesting things in terms of releases? Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I, uh, I have a blend that's, that's ready to go. Uh, just need to work out the legalities with, uh, with my, my MBA guy. Uh, so that one's coming out. And then uh, I have a, a couple of factories that I'll, I'll tell people down the line that, that have uh, approached us and said that they want to work with us, you know. So it, I'm just I'm focusing on getting out some some more good blends uh, for, you know, more stuff for people to enjoy. So, mm -hmm. Where do you see the brand and yourself in like five years, 10 years? What's your long term plan and strategy? Uh, five to 10 years, I'm, I'm hoping we can, you know, be a million dollar company, you know, because uh, we, we got all the, all the backing, we got all the formula to be able to, to grow that big, you know, and, and to sales wise, um, and, and just make, make Black Star Line like a, a household name, you know, and, and really get that brand out there. Um, 
that that's why I did the swag too, because I know a lot of people that don't smoke that want to support us. So if they don't buy cigars, then they'll buy shirts, they'll buy the glasses or whatever else that I'm putting out because they, they want to support and, and help promote the brand as well. So yeah, we, we're just trying to, you know, try to get as big as we as we possibly can handle. And uh, you know, keep keep pumping out quality product and keep working with uh good factories, you know. And I think it's cool, like you said, about the merchandise and the swag because a lot of brands don't do that, especially in the cigar space. You have to go to a special event sometimes just to and buy like twenty like two boxes that are like two hundred dollars each just to kind of get in the running for a t shirt that costs what, twenty dollars if that's yeah. the print. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the fact that you kind of have this you you made that available right now, I think mm. like you said will help because not everybody smoke cigars but they might want to support your business right 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 yeah it, it definitely helps you know it's like the, the stuff like i have a new flask coming i have a new glass coming and they, they're really dope i actually can't wait to get them so i could post them so when people see those they're gonna because the, the ones i have now they're glenn Karen glasses and those are dope too so uh you know they the the swag definitely helps to, to push the brand as well because it people see the different things and then one, like I said before, they start asking, what is Black Starline Cigars? And then that translates to them going to the Instagram page, the website, and then they're trying to find where they can get it. So, and yeah. earlier you touched on, you have a background in, in sales. Um, yeah. So what did you learn about sales that you've been able to really use here to get to convince retailers, at least to kind of carry your product? Because I know that they are kind of like the guardians and the gatekeepers yeah. for a lot of brands. You have to convince the retailers to carry the mm -hmm. brand, and then you kind of start from there. Then it trickles down to the consumer. Yeah, well, it goes back to to, to the persistence, you know, uh, and and not giving up and uh, following up with the with the lounges. Because um, I've I've had lounges that you know they smoked it and I didn't really hear anything, but I kept following up. And then it may be a month and a half later and they just hit me with a random email like, hey, we want to order six boxes, you know. So that that's with, with my past uh, sales experience. Uh, I, I was whatever I was selling, I was always tenacious about it. And I was always a go getter uh, and, and able to because I, I did business to business uh, sales, like while walking on the concrete, uh, you know, walking, walking on the sidewalk and going business to business, trying to sell things. I've, I've had a business where I sold cologne on the streets. You know, like like just really hustling. So that's what the sales really taught taught me over the years is to make sure you keep hustling, keep grinding, and you you'll get where you need to be. I I also have um, I have an MBA in uh, finance too, so um, and an MBA in public health. So the education is where it's in conjunction with uh, you know sales experience. You know, it really 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 helps out. I saw earlier we had uh, Rabbit Hole, it was a whiskey yeah. brand yeah, um, yeah, on watching, which was really cool. Um, so when you think about like expanding and and collaborating with people outside of cigars, like have you had much experience doing that yet? Have you had the opportunity to collaborate with people like Rabbit Hole or some maybe some local spirit brands? Yeah, um, no, I haven't. Um, I've had rabbit hole before. I can't remember which expression I had. It was good though. But the thing is, I'm not a, I'm not really a bourbon uh, guy. I'm a, I'm a Scotch guy. So uh, a lot of the pairings I've done, like the the, the pairing for my Mexican San Andreas is Brooklady uh, PC10. 
the pairing for the Sun Grown Habano is uh, Brook Lottie Classic Lottie. And then the pairing for Woolwich right now, until somebody can find something better, is uh, Four Roses Single Barrel. So I'm, I'm pretty good about pairing things. I have to pick up a couple of bottles, a couple more bottles of Rabbit Hole and uh, see what, what pairs good with my cigars, you know, so I can, you know, try to promote that as well. Um, but yet, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't been approached uh, about any collaboration with liquor. Now there is a potential, not a potential, it's just when I get Woolwich back in stock, there's a collaboration between us and Dark Matter Coffee from here in Chicago. Um, there's going to be a Woolwich Coffee coming. Wow. That pair, it pairs really well with, with, the, with the cigar. So that will be the only one right now uh, of a kind of bigger company because they're, they're pretty well known here in Chicago um, that we're, you know, we're working on, you know, they already sent us the samples and it pretty much they're just waiting on me because Woolwich is sold out right now. And I'm, I'm waiting for Agonorsa to send me the, uh, the new batch. Well, I think that's a, a, you know, I always ask that because you see a lot of brands like Davidoff, for example, grow when they collaborate outside of just the cigar world. Yeah. You know, they do the food pairings, they do the drinks, they do the the yeah. accessories. So yeah. I was just curious, you know, since you seem to be so on top of things, more so than a lot of people I talk to, yeah. that I was curious to see where you're going with, uh, like I said, collaborating with some outside of cigar brands just to kind of grow that Black Star name and, yeah. and prominence. Well, there's a potential um, partnership with a, a chocolate company. They want to make a, a Woolwich chocolate and and chocolates to pair with the El Milagro too so that's that's a potential one but it that hasn't we're in the infant stages of that so but uh dark matter that was at least there. you're working with these you're working with these different brands and outside of just cigars so that yeah if you know anything happens at least the black star brand can continue on in some way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is always a good idea because you see so many people get tunnel vision and focus just on one category and yeah. then something happens and then they're <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. where do we start now where do we go from here yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah like i said we're, we're always working and we're always looking for different creative ways or different avenues to, to push the brand so you know we got we got the partnership with the nba player so that that'll be a segue for us into nba players smoking our thing smoking our sticks and uh, coffee, chocolate, and, you know, if, if there's a liquor company that, that uh, is looking to work with us, you know, we're definitely open to it. So, mm -hmm. I think it's cool. Like I said, your story is so interesting. And I'm glad that I know, like I said, I saw people talking about Black Star Line a couple months ago, and I was like, <laughs> who are they? And I started following you all. And so mm -hmm. I, I really wanted to kind of like dive in and, and really get to know more about the person behind the brand and the and how you got, from, like you said, from a very short time, from nothing to yeah. being a pretty big deal. Yeah, you see yeah. everybody talking about you. I saw Terrence the other day post something about um, your company on, on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, they had a story in Cigar Press. Yeah, yeah, Cigar yep. Press. Yeah, so yeah. Thor and, and Lisa, I saw they picked up on you, so they're, yeah. they're always in the forefront of a lot of the boutique <laughs> people too. So. When I saw that, I was like, I got to jump in on this. I was like, this yeah. is somebody who's like really getting getting yeah, out yeah. there and going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Cigar Press, it goes out to 1,700 lounges and it goes to Cigars for Warriors. So it goes overseas as well. 
So, uh, yeah, Thor and I had a had a great time uh, shooting the pictures for for the magazine, and then 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 the interview, and then we you know we ended up becoming friends. Um, it turns out uh, Thor and I actually grew up in neighboring suburbs here in Chicago. Wow. So, you know, so it's a really small world. He's a little bit younger than me, but, um, you know, I'm very familiar with the high school he went to and, and some of the people that went to school with him, I, you know, I know them personally. So me and him clicked from Jump Street. And um, he's, he said, he's, he, you know, when he, when he smoked the sticks, he was like, man, he was like, I love, I, I would love to have y'all in the magazine. He was like, actually, it's an honor. So, yeah, so that that's us being in Cigar Press, that, that really, really helped us out because it's, it's a lot of, uh, you know, advertisement. Yeah. And I like Thor because he's pretty laid back. And mm -hmm. uh, and Lisa, the character, mm -hmm. um, every year when we go to Pro Cigar, all of us media people usually hang out together. So it's okay. usually we're all hanging out, me and, and Thor and Lisa and yeah. uh, the, the guys from um, Cigar Snob. Um, so we're all like one big group. So it's always interesting to see Mm. who everybody's interviewing and stuff. But yeah. I'm glad to see, like, the media's giving you attention because I know sometimes it can get hard for smaller brands to get the same amount of attention as somebody higher. Yeah. And you see a lot of sometimes uh, coverage decisions is based on advertising. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, has that been the case for you? Have you struggled to get through some media? Um. Yes and no. Uh I mean, we've been reviewed by several uh, different companies. Stogie Press reviewed all three of our cigars. Uh, Ira Bustos, uh, Cut Light and Smoke, Noah, he's reviewed them. Um, but I, like I said, our, our big break as far as uh, like a magazine or something in print is, is Cigar Press, you know. Um, but I've been on several podcasts. Um, I think it's Cigar Table Talk out of, uh, I think they're in Dallas. Yeah, so I've been on I've been on their show and uh, Cigar Pulpit. And, yeah, I've, I've been on a lot of different podcasts and and, and talk. So, uh, all of that, everything that we're doing, all plays into the, in the into how we're growing so fast. Because, like I said, I'm I'm always working on this brand. So, the, you know, depending on what time of the day you talk to me, if it gets later in the day, like I almost don't even want to talk about cigars anymore because I talked about okay. it so much throughout the day. So. But um, yeah. But I, I've reached out to Eric from um, Cigar Snob, and um, he he I think he was waiting for us to get a little bit bigger because when I reached out to him, it was early on in the game. So uh, I have to circle back and um, uh, and follow up with him and see you know what he thinks now because it's it's definitely a different game now. So. Definitely, like I said, you're you're in the, the big leagues, really. Mm. So it's it's fun to kind of watch. Yeah younger brands, you know, get in there and compete with the uh, the bigger brands with just good cigars. Yeah. 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 I see Cigar Royalty was saying Cigar Table Talks in New York. Yeah, they, they are. But it's, it's a different podcast called Cigar Talk or something like that. They're out of uh, they're out of Dallas somewhere. So but um, yeah, uh, like I said, we I'm, I'm always working on something. And because uh, it's just a constant grind of expanding the brand, and I know all the seeds that I've planted, they they you know they, the the trees are growing. So, mm -hmm. and I imagine that COVID, as you talked on a little bit earlier, kind of maybe had gave you a little bit more time mm -hmm. uh, to really be able to 
work on this where as you might have been full different directions traveling and yeah so how has COVID kind of changed how you've been marketing and branding and and doing your business um it, it, the website took off you know uh before COVID, uh, more so of our sales were more in person whether it's at events or at lounges uh, but when COVID uh, came, that's the, the, the website became another, another person for me. And, you know, everybody started hitting that website, you know. And then, like I said, the, the experience that people get from the customer service, you know, is they, they're impressed by it. Especially if you're, like, in a neighboring state of Illinois or in Illinois, you'll get your order within a day, you know, from UPS. So it's just everybody's just really pleased about the customer service. And that's, that's one thing I wanted to take pride on and make sure that I, 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 I thrived at and, and really excelled at because there's a lot of businesses that don't have good customer service. And, um, and that even, even if your product is good, if the customer service is bad, then, you know, it's, it's a stain at your brand. So, and that, that's a stain I did not want to experience at all. So I try to make sure that the service is very, very consistent. So as we draw towards the end of this interview, I want to make sure we get in all the different plugs with plenty enough time um, for Black Star. So tell people where they can go. I know your whole team has been in the, the comments the whole time, time <laughs> yeah. hyping it up, but for those who are watching this in playback mode, they won't see that. So right. tell us how we can learn, um, what websites to go to, what social media to follow to kind of get more information about okay. Black Star. Uh, www.bslcigars.net is our website. If, so if you want to order directly from me, um, that's the website to go to. On the website, uh, there is a retailer page on there. So it lists everywhere where we're carried. So if you, if you have a question about what states we're in, everybody that carries this is, is on there. Um, if you're looking for Woolwich, because uh, some people still have Woolwich. Camera Avenue has Woolwich. Uh, Sir Lewis has Warwick. G-Spot in Memphis has Warwick. Uh, Eduardo Limon and uh, Casa de Piros here in Chicago, they have Warwick. So you have to reach out to them and see if they're willing to ship it to you. Now, I, I'm not sure if they ship to everybody. Smoke Ring in Houston has Warwick as well. So um, I'm not sure if they ship or not either, but they do have it because that's, that's one of the main ones that people are looking for because I don't, personally, I don't have it. I only have my, my personal collection of, uh, of war, which, which I'm not selling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in, uh, October 10th in, uh, Fort Worth at underground, I am releasing a special size of war, which it's a Lancetto. So wow. I only did a 500 count run for that. So it's going to sell fast as hell. So if you want that stick, you better, uh, either hit the Facebook group for uh, underground cigars or try to or call down there and try to get it. How we can get it try to get it because it's not going to last long because I'm, I'm actually going to be at the lounge when, when, when they arrive at, at the lounge on October 10th. So that, that Lancero, I saw a picture of it and it, it was beautiful. So, mm -hmm. And your, what's your Instagram page for those who want to follow you all? Black Star Line Cigars is our Instagram page and it's the same thing on Facebook. And we don't have a Twitter account. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> There's not much on Twitter right now. I'll just I'll right. just keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just Black Star Line cigars. Yeah, that's how you find me. And I respond to all DMs, emails. You know, some people call me. You know, 
So I'm, I'm easily accessible. So. Well, that's great. Like I said, thank you so much for taking yeah, the time out today to, to talk about your brand. I know at this point, you probably are like most cigar manufacturers. You probably have spoken about your brand more than you, you care to. You probably know the story. You can, yeah. It's recited in your sleep. So yeah. I appreciate you kind of taking us through the whole steps of how you created your business and got it yeah. going and about Warwitch and all these other brands that you, um, yeah. cigar lines that you have. So mm -hmm. I know I enjoyed listening to it. So I hope everybody who joined us had fun listening to it as well. I know that, um, like I said, we're working on a story for tobacco business. So that will be in our November, December issue, which oh, comes dope. out cool. in the first week in uh, November. So mm -hmm. uh, we're looking forward to, to running that story and keeping on uh, working with you all to update people with whatever news comes out of Black Star Line. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, man, I appreciate your platform. It's, a, it's oh, an honor to be you. here talking to you. So, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, like I said, we'll have a great day, and uh, yeah, you too. Until our next encounter, I, I look forward to following you all on Instagram and seeing what new stuff you come out with. Definitely, definitely. All right, take care, brother. Thank you.